0: Welcome to the Kupinger Coal Analyst Chat. I'm your host. My name is Matthias Reinhardt. I'm Lead Advisor and Senior Analyst at Kupinger Coal Analysts. My guest today is Annie Bailey. She is my colleague here at Kupinger Coal, working as an analyst for emerging technologies. Hi, Annie.
1: Hi, Matthias. Thanks for having me back.
0: Great to have you again. And This is actually the first episode of a series of episodes where we want to cover an area that almost touches everybody around. We are talking about uh, cybersecurity challenges. We are talking about the COVID era and what has changed regarding the cybersecurity threat landscape. So that is, I think, really an interesting topic, and this is really one step back to look at what has happened in the last year or so and what we can learn for the future. So today we want to talk about the hacker behavior in the COVID era, and this is really interesting. So what has changed in 2020 when we look at the overall picture of cyber attacks?
1: Yeah, Matthias, as you rightly said, there was so much which happened in the last year that um that really dramatically changed the way we work the way we uh, should approach cybersecurity um that it's it's really helpful to take a step back and just assess okay what happened and lay that foundation before we start bringing this back to the enterprise to our own IT and network security topics that we need to consider so what happened in 2020. So between February and April of 2020, there was a reported increase of 238% in global cyber attacks. This was by the World Economic Forum, um, and that's a a monstrous increase over the previous years. Um, And so that was an average across globally. We could drill that down to Europe and look at how many companies did experience some type of a cyber attack. It's estimated that 12.5% of European companies experienced some type of cyber attack in early 2020. So that's really a lot of us, (laughs) there is noticeably different behavior um, and activity in 2020 compared to 2019 and years
0: before. Were there specific types of attacks that increased or decreased? Were there new um, players on the stage?
1: Yes, we had some slight shifts in the normal threat landscape. So looking particularly at the European Union, there were reports that in 2020, web-based attacks increased as well as phishing, DDoS, botnets, data breaches, data leaks, identity theft, and crypto jacking. These types of attacks all increased above 2019 levels. There were some which really didn't change at all, interestingly enough. So malware was not used more in 2020 than 2019. Same with web application attacks, spam, physical manipulations, damage, and thefts. These sorts of attacks stayed constant. And then there were even some threats which were not as common, that really decreased in 2020 compared to 2019. So insider threats, ransomware, and cyber espionage um, were reported at lower rates.
0: Okay, interesting. I've I've had an earlier episode together with our colleague, John Tolbert, where we talked about fraud detection, and uh, he mentioned that, especially in the U.S., when it came to these um, stimulus bills around um, COVID. There was some um, rise and fraud um, regarding COVID-19 stimulus. Have there been other um, cyber threats that emerged because of the COVID-19 pandemic also in Europe and around the world?
1: Yes, absolutely. So, yeah, John was spot on in noticing that uh, there is a trend around a particular theme. So, stimulus checks in the U.S. This is there would no there would not be stimulus checks without the COVID-19 pandemic. That was the reason for issuing those. And it's of course very difficult to really find a causation here, but we can definitely find correlations that phishing attacks with a COVID-19 lure uh, were used in a way that has not been seen before. Um, Researchers have noticed that a unified theme around global fishing campaigns was very, very rare um, before 2020, but there have been reports that there was about a 6,000% increase in COVID-related fishing campaigns, so using a COVID-related lure. So there was a monstrous increase between March and April 2020, so you have to take this with a grain of salt. Of course, there are not going to be COVID related fishing attacks before we've heard of COVID. But this huge increase in that short amount of time does indicate that there was a spike in a unified theme for many, many different types of fishing attacks. Um, from, of course, many, many different attackers. So that is the new development here compared to hacker behavior before 2020.
0: Right. And a 6,000% increase between March and April. This is really an almost ridiculous number. Can we guess at why these COVID-related lures were preferred by malicious actors? Is it really a psychological theme?
1: Unfortunately, yes. People were really in a in a desperate way, demanding information in the early months of 2020 about the disease itself, about what they would need to do to provide for their families, to um, (laughs) go shopping for the basic necessities they would need to keep their job, how to stay healthy. Especially in those early months, there was really uh, mental distress that caused everybody to look everywhere for information, and it reduced the amount of caution that one might normally exercise when looking for information on the internet. So there were a lot of different attacks, or different lures rather, that attackers used. So offering specials to order personal protective equipment, PPE, which of course was in very high demand, getting access to COVID tests, or perhaps malicious actors posing as WHO representatives who of course would have the information that people are desperate to have. There were email campaigns asking recipients to participate in vaccine research or spoofing popular COVID-19 information dashboards. The Johns Hopkins dashboard was a very well-publicized attack there.
0: Okay, but with our move towards the the working from home environment, um, we also changed the way we did our daily work. Um, was this also something that you could see in your research around what changed during COVID-related um, hacking?
1: Absolutely. So the behaviors of people themselves, of employees, of students, of simply normal people, was the influence and was the attraction for uh, attackers to to change their tactics. And so there was massive targeting of certain sites that people happened to be on because they were at home. So Zoom was targeted very heavily. And so attachments were distributed with Zoom in the file name um, because people were were becoming accustomed and dependent on those technologies, perhaps their guard was was less high um, with a familiar name. So these collaboration platforms and conferencing tools were hit pretty hard. Um, Streaming platforms, gaming, educational institutions, online shopping platforms, all of these were targeted at much higher levels than in previous years. Um, And for one example, phishing. URLs that targeted Netflix increased 646% over 2019 levels. So it was not an insignificant increase. It was really a dramatic jump in the way that these sites were targeted.
0: Okay, this reflects the platforms, the systems, the network services we used during that change time. Does the way we did work also influence um, this new area of, of hacking, so the way that we worked from home, that we used different types of networks, that we accessed corporate systems from, from different source areas?
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, so, because most things about our normal day and our normal working processes, schooling processes, because all of that was so different, it became much easier to uh, miss those clear signs that something is wrong, that perhaps this link isn't um, as dependable as as we would like it to be, that this this sender is perhaps a little suspicious, a lot of times people were working with mobile devices, with their tablets. um, And so simply that interface made it more difficult to notice that the website URL looks a bit different or that the layout of a, of a website is perhaps um, not quite right and is actually a spoof. So simply that change made it more, there had to be more steps that a a user would have to take in order to make sure that a site is dependable, like hovering their finger over the over the search bar or really zooming in, you know, changing the orientation of their device to really get a better look at the site. So that was um, a, a potential cause of more successful phishing attacks. Also isolation, you know, people were Alone. They couldn't just lean over to their colleague and say, hey, does this look weird? So small, small things like that in the in the working day made people more vulnerable. Um, And of course, people were working on their own laptops or desktop computers as well. And they perhaps do not always meet the security conditions of their corporate network. Perhaps they have security updates that haven't been done, which means there are unpatched systems. These, of course, pose vulnerabilities. And then lastly, a device could be used by many different people in a household. So if there's a desktop computer, perhaps it's used for one person, an employee, but it could also be used by a child for their schooling um, or perhaps multiple children, perhaps multiple adults for their work. Um, So connecting to multiple corporate networks, downloading different software and apps to access the distance learning tools that are needed. So all of this creates um, more chances to accidentally download something malicious to encounter a malicious attack.
0: As we are looking at that evolution, almost like from a historian's point of view, this is, as this pandemic is around for largely over one year, this looks a bit weird to me um, because now we have um, tangible figures for the beginning of this COVID um, pandemic, but it's still going on. Just today, I received a, a mail claiming that my UPS package is about to arrive, which I did not order. So th- this is still going on. So this is still an ongoing evolution, right?
1: Mhm. Yeah, absolutely. And so that leaves a lot of questions, you know, we're starting to see numbers change, you know, so in in early 2020 the numbers for employees working from home in Europe was quite high, but by December 2020 this had started to reduce again. Now here we are in April of of 2021 and likely these numbers are going back up again. Um, You know, it's going to be kind of a dance in and out of this uh, working from home situation for a while. But we would hope that with this reflective look back at the early days of the of the pandemic, with a specific look at cybersecurity, at the types of attacks that were carried out, how individuals became more vulnerable because of working from home, we can carry this knowledge into the later part of this pandemic as as we're a bit more prepared and hopefully we can withstand uh, phishing attacks like these other attacks more resiliently.
0: That's a perfect summary for today's episode. As I've mentioned, this is the the start of a series of um, at least four episodes that we're looking at right now. So having the historic perspective for today, I want to thank you very much, Annie, for, for giving this insight. Next time you will join me again and we will look into the future and what are the trends, right?
1: Absolutely.
0: Great. So then, thank you again for being my guest today. Looking forward to having you uh, next week, hopefully, for this upcoming episode for the global trends in work from home and the threats around that. I'm
1: looking forward to it as well. Talk to you then, Matthias.
0: Thank you. Bye-bye.
1: Bye.